Sally Ahmed Islam is a very experienced global expert with more than 25 years of professional experience in internal audit. Textile, iron and steel, petroleum, construction, FMCG and retail industries are the ones he masters as a leader and role model in internal audit. But not only that, he's one of the experts when it comes to managing the expectations of various stakeholders with diverse cultural backgrounds too. Integrity is not only important to him when it comes to business. Not at all. As a caring father and husband, he wants the best for his loved ones. And as always, when I talk to my guests, I am interested in what is not obvious, what is not written in the curriculum. And I want to learn more about the human who impacts corporate integrity. Let's have a look behind the scenes of Sally's responsibilities and experience when it comes to corporate integrity. I'm glad to have you here, spending the next minutes together. Corporate integrity, fraud, non-compliance, and cybersecurity. Would you like to understand the root causes, detect threats, and take measurements to protect the most precious assets? As a leader... You need to be prepared and stay actionable in the event of an incident. Sonia Sternemann talks in her podcast, The Human Factor, Corporate Integrity Matters, to leaders and entrepreneurs who want to have impact, foster corporate integrity, and act as role models. As an international expert for corporate governance and integrity, entrepreneur, and independent board member, she knows the challenges. Let her inspire you. Welcome back to this new episode of the podcast, The Human Factor, Corporate Integrity Matters. You might be a board member, executive or non-executive, a business professional, a corporate integrity council, or on your way there. I'm your mentor and sparring partner when it comes to corporate integrity with impact, founder of Corporate Integrity Concepts and the Corporate Integrity Academy with its leadership circle, with the vision to protect and secure assets, reputation and actionability, yours and the one of your organization. Why? Because corporate integrity matters to all of us. Listen to the perspectives Sally brings in today. So, hey, Sally, so great to have you here. We already had the possibility to chat a little bit before, which was great. And so now we really have to record because otherwise our listeners are missing the most interesting part. So especially as you know that our conversation it will focus about you, your experience, your organization, your team, and yeah. I think what's always most interesting is how do you lead um, when it comes to corporate integrity? So thank you very much again to have you here. It's great. And I know we are in different time zones, but it's just, I think it's just only a slight difference we have here. And as an expert in internal audit, globally exposed, our listeners and myself are very curious to learn about you. So are you ready to start? Yeah. Okay, right. I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> Perfect. So when it comes to your field of expertise and your role, so what exactly is your role right now? And what does corporate integrity play in that, in your current function? Could you give us a little bit of ex- insights about that, what you're doing right now? Sure. Uh, uh, now I'm a group internal auditor of a big uh, retail company. 
which is uh, operating uh, in many countries uh, with many uh, brands and uh, many subsidiaries. Uh, I'm now locating in Turkey, but uh, for uh, for the last 25 years, uh, I uh, I was working in different industries, uh, uh, especially in internal audit function. Mm -hmm. uh, I think nothing is uh, different uh, in our profession. Uh, if you change sectors or uh, change uh, organizations or companies, mainly it is the same thing that we are doing. Uh, because many uh, businesses, uh, they buy some things and they uh, they have some processes inside and they sell them. So uh, whatever they buy or whatever they sell, they have the same uh, kind of uh, processes, same kind of, uh, uh, how do you say, uh, uh, progress. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, as internal auditors, we evaluate uh, a company's internal controls. And I think what is important, you say it's always the same. I think it's not the same, but what, what stays the same is your risk, your ability to identify the risk, isn't it? The risks in the processes. And I think exactly. internal exactly. auditors, for me, you are just, you know, you are so great and you are such a, a valuable um, aspect or valuable um, sparring partner for board members, for example, because you are the ones who really knows what's going on. You know, sometimes from the boards, you do not receive all the information you should have from the executive board. But on a non-executive board level, we need to have you out there helping us understanding what's going on, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, uh, you can say that we are the uh, uh, buffers or bumpers of the, uh, the professions uh, between the uh, middle management and upper management. Yeah. Yeah, because we, we know the processes uh, which the company uh, operates and we know uh, who is doing what and uh, how they are doing it. And uh, we know the risks, uh, of course. Uh, we try to know them because it's our job to identify them and uh, try to minimize or mitigate those risks. So uh, it changes, of course, the sector by sector, uh, what the company uh, does. But uh, our main job is the uh basically the same uh, especially if you are not a bank or if uh, you are not in an insurance sector uh private sector like manufacturing companies and retail companies those type of things uh, basically the same uh what i can say about um, corporate integrity play in our uh, role mm -hmm. uh, as internal auditors uh uh, as I said, uh, internal auditors uh, evaluate companies' internal controls, including its corporate governance and accounting processes. Accounting is one of our main uh, focus areas. But uh, we ensure compliance with laws and regulations and help to maintain accurate and timely financial reporting, of course. Uh, and data collection, as uh, mm -hmm. Julie said, uh, uh, may I may I challenge you here because I sure. think you do much more because when it comes to corporate integrity and this would also be interesting for us to learn you know what what do you think are the typical situations landing on your desks when it comes to corporate integrity because the financial parts yes we know about it but I think or that's just what I understood with integrity it's much more than just being compliant you know and following sure, rules sure. and regulations so sure. that's corporate integrity has a deeper 
it has deeper roots. And what do you see there right now yeah. in your profession? Okay. Uh, I can tell you that uh, in general terms, uh, the corporate integrity for us is doing the right thing even when there is no one around. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, if there is nobody, it's it's like uh, being honest in your personal life and mm-hmm. being honest in uh, in uh, professional life. That's all. Yep. Uh, it also means owning up your mistakes and remaining accountable. If you do a mistake, uh, if somebody asks you, uh, you accept it. And I mean, uh, and you, uh, if the mistake is big, uh, and you are accountable of it. Uh, of course, during my work life in 25 years, there are a lot of examples I've witnessed. The so, typical one. So, is would the, you like to share some of them? Of course, not what actually actually happens in your firm. You know, not we, we just talk no, about course, the general ones. But I think it would also sure. be interesting because I know that some of the listeners, you know, sometimes I feel alone and think, oh, it only happens to me, and it's. That's really not the case. It happens to all of us, also that our integrity is under pressure. So would you like to share some some of the examples when sure, your sure, own sure. integrity was under pressure? I mean, in generally, the typical one is dishonest employees. I mean, uh, there are, we categorize, uh, uh, how do you say? Uh, for us, there is a mistake, uh, unintentional mistakes and intentional mistakes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, those the one intentional mistakes we call it dishonest employee employees does do yep. those do, uh, do those type of things uh, which dishonest things you know mostly this situation is using company assets to their personal gain mm-hmm. it happens a lot uh, from the bottom level until the top level uh, many employees can steal or uh, use the company properties for their own personal gain creating a breach trust uh, breach of trust between mm-hmm. them and the employer for example uh, I, I can give you a simp- very simple example if uh, uh, if uh, a company gives you a company card for example and tells you that uh, it's uh, you should use it only for uh, professional purposes when coming uh, uh, coming from home to work and uh, during your uh, professional trips uh, around it, and uh, you don't have to, uh, you don't, you shouldn't use it uh, on your personal vacations and stuff like that. This is the simplest yeah. uh, lack of integrity. I mean, I can say or dishonesty people can do is using those uh, petrol uh, on their personal uh, um, agenda. Uh, I can say absolutely. And but, you know, uh, this is the simple one. Absolutely. And you know, there is also, it's also funny, you know, when, when I talk to people and said, Hey, how often do they take the paper from the copy machine to home? You know, I think they just use it at home and it, it's so simple. Yeah, and, exactly. and you know, they tell me, Hey, it doesn't matter because it's not a huge value, but on the other side, it already starts here by not be, not, not treating the company assets with integrity. So have you been in situations when you, as a person, as a professional, as an internal auditor, when you were under pressure, when it comes to integrity, have you been forced to some points where you think, hey, that's my own individual integrity is at risk? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, of course, uh, we witnessed a lot, especially in our uh, rookie days. When I started this position, uh, I mean, as internal auditor, I was 
junior uh, that time. Uh, I witnessed uh, a lot of, uh, I mean, uh, there are things uh, in your job uh, which you can, uh, for example, uh, in, in, in the company, you, uh, you go uh, to work, uh, but uh, let me uh, rephrase it. Have you ever had a really good friend or even the best friend in your office? I had when I was rookie. Uh, I'm sure uh, my office uh, people remember uh, one lunch buddy in particular who worked outside the, our internal audit department. Uh, we, we were uh, that time stepped out of the office. We had coffee. We had lunch together. We talked about work, life and kids, other relationships. Just about everything else mm -hmm. uh, about the, uh, yeah, I mean, other than the professional life, uh, the pros are easy to spot. I mean, uh, uh, your best friend at work uh, can enrich your life and probably add years to your profession. I mean, yes. uh, you uh, you can be happy to go to work, but every relationship, uh, especially in internal audit business, you have to have uh, some boundaries. Uh, Thank you. So, if you cross that line, uh, then you will have trouble. That's uh, really, really, really a good point. Thank you exactly. very much. So the largest, I, yeah. Sorry. I the had largest, this, yeah. Just go on. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. The largest pressure in our profession is to modify our results. If you audit, for example, I had a friend uh, 15 or 20 years ago when I was working in a company. A finance manager was a friend of mine. Uh, we had very good relationship with him, but uh, uh, when I uh, meant to audit him, uh, we had some problems uh, mm -hmm. because uh, that time you should have, uh, they are expecting a special treatment from you, you know? Uh, so, uh, for example, uh, you should go easy on them. You should, uh, uh, for example, delay the, their audits on a personal favor. Or when interviewing uh, your uh, friends uh, in the work uh, about audit purposes, uh, so sometimes you rely on their statements without looking any supporting evidence, you know, because you trust them and stuff like yeah, that. Absolutely. So, and these are natural biases, isn't it? And you know, that's exactly the conflict of interest a lot of people don't see. And it is a conflict of interest doing so. And I think it's also very hard for internal auditors to make friends because they shouldn't have friends. They are in a very, they should have friends, but of course not at work, you know. And then they are in a very special um, situation. And I understand that's also a discussion I had yesterday um, with an internal auditor and saying, hey, that's just part of our job. We have to be independent and we shouldn't be attached to people um, within the firm because otherwise we can't do our job as we should do it, isn't it? I mean, uh, yeah, we are, we are all human beings and we have yeah. to have relationships in the organizations what we, uh, which we work for. Uh, uh, but uh, sometimes there are, uh, it is very hard to, uh, how do you say? Uh, Separate. Separate it with yep. the, your personal feelings, with your professional feelings. So, uh, yes, uh, many internal audits, uh, auditors or in our profession, many professionals, they uh, set uh, a boundary uh, mm -hmm. uh, during their work. Uh, okay, we talk, we had coffee together, we went lunch together. But uh, at some point, uh, you should make a stop because... Uh, 
internal audit. I mean, uh, uh, without their saying, sometimes they afraid what to tell us, uh, what to uh, uh, say around uh, uh, around them, uh, mm-hmm. around the circumstances. You know, absolutely. So. so- Having these situations, which are not that easy to manage, and I think you need some kind of experience also to do so. You know, you you need to have a, a, a specific seniority um, also to know what's going on in that um, circumstances. So, what would you advise to the next generation of internal auditors when it comes to these kind of um, conflict of interests? How should they deal with it? And exactly. How can you also mentor said- them? Yep. Yeah, yeah. As I said, we are all human beings. We will definitely have relationships at work. Mm-hmm. The important thing is here to keep it at professional level. We, as internal auditors, are often not particularly popular with the company. You know, <laughs> uh, okay. we are not typically perceived the image of everybody. Our relationship with colleagues from other departments or with the senior management, of course. Is, uh, it shouldn't be too friendly. Uh, my only advice, the most important advice to my young colleagues uh, or uh, who, who has started this profession newly is do not violate an important pr- principle of internal auditing, which is objectivity. You don't lose, if you lose your objectivity, then you, will, uh, you cannot do your job as an internal auditor. Uh, and uh, Try to limit uh, your conversations uh, about private topics at work. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, it shouldn't be private too much. Uh, to maintain the distance uh, from your colleagues in other departments, in turn, should, for example, try to keep private and pro- professional matters as much as possible. That's yeah. the only thing I can uh, give to young uh, internal auditors. That's a very important one, the objectivity and it's also the professional skepticism. We should keep always, you know, don't be biased on what's going on there because they all, everybody wants to, no, it's just normal that we are biased and we are influenced. We are all social engineered by mm-hmm. also by also mm-hmm. by the people we, we audit. And I think it's very important what you said about your objectivity. So thank you very much. And when you right. look back now or also to the future, so what do you expect in in that environment, you know, internal audit, corporate integrity, how, what's going, what do you expect from the next few years, I think, when, when you also look at the regulations? What is your uh, opinion on that right now? There is a strong tendency uh, in the field of ethics, uh, mm-hmm. uh, in the field of ethics, in terms of internal audit activities. I mean, uh, ethics and code of conduct now is very popular in our world. In order to have successful corporate integrity setup, there must be standards and controls mm-hmm. to ensure by every employee. I mean, uh, you can write procedures, you can write code of contact, you can write many, many, um, uh, how do you say, uh, internal memos. Policies and yeah, regulations exactly, and anything doesn't it, work, yeah. Exactly. It will be on uh, on the files or in the uh, on, in the computer only. The, there are three vital internal audit instruments uh, which we achieve uh, to uh, this uh, in our profession. Mm-hmm. We, we check uh, three vital uh, instruments. One is code of conduct. Of course, of course, it must have. Uh, I mean, all the uh, big companies they have very strict code of conduct. 
uh, writing uh, which uh, actions are wrong, which actions are right. But a company's conduct, code of conduct uh, sets the corporate integrity tone from the top of the mm-hmm. um, It should set out ethical principles of business and detailed great uh, general principles uh, principles by which uh, officers, management, and all the uh, rookie employees uh, conduct uh, those operations. Standard, uh, I mean, standards details the expectations and rules for the uh, for each of the key corporate integrity areas. Mm-hmm. Policies and procedures, of course, establish the daily requirements and practices through which corporate integrity issues are implemented, followed, and enforced. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, yeah. uh, what what can I see in the future? Uh, future, uh, especially uh, in the marketing business. The brands are very important now for the companies. Their name is very important. So if the the corporate integrity is set up uh, very good in the company, it affects the customers, the consumers, the suppliers. Uh, I mean, it affects everybody. Uh, everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, as a consumer, uh, I won't go and buy uh, a product uh, which uh, f- from a company which has a Uh, very b- um, bad uh, past about, uh, um, for example, uh, fraud or uh, uh, child uh, workers or mm-hmm. those type of mm-hmm. things, you know? Absolutely. Uh, if I yeah, hear yeah. them, I won't buy them. So, uh, It is also the competitive advantage. That's what I see. Also, when we exactly. work out with our clients, it is a competitive advantage to have a culture of corporate integrity. Exactly. And it's on, for me, it's really still um, underestimated what, what we could reach with, with a culture of corporate integrity. And that's actually, exactly what you say, you know, if a code of conduct is not correctly implemented, it's just useless, you know, because exactly. websites and papers, you can put everything on it. But as long as it's not understood by the employees who do the daily work, it's just, it's just useless. Exactly. Yeah. You know, there are, uh, for example, if you say, uh, everybody knows about Enron. Yeah. Uh, we, we know, uh, especially internal auditors, we know about Enron. When we talk about integrity or corporate integrity, mm-hmm. uh, if there is no uh, with, uh, corporate integrity, companies will fail. Probably not uh, immediately, but probably in the medium term or long term. Uh, If you talk about Enron, for example, the downfall of Enron was not only financial misuse or fraud. No. Of course, there are those type of things and the, there were those type of things in that company. But the key of this collapse was not only the fraud itself, but lack of culture, lack of integrity and ethics, those type of things. It from, all top, st- yep. from top to down, you know. It all starts there, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> so thank you very, very much, Sally. And I think we could go on for the next two hours or so. So it wasn't a problem to have this conversation. So thank you very, very much for contributing. I think it was so interesting. And uh, maybe we should really have a following episode together. So it was a pleasure to learn from your experience. And I wish you all the best for your future. We stay in contact, of course, as we all do in that field of corporate integrity. And um, thank you very much. All the best. And um, yeah, I think it was great. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for inviting me and uh, 
uh, allowing me to contribute. This was the episode number 32 of the Human Factor Corporate Integrity Matters, following the motto Corporate Integrity Secures and Empowers Individuals and Organizations. Would you like to learn more, meet peers and getting qualified? So visit the website Corporate Integrity Concepts or Corporate Integrity Academy. Or do you think this podcast could be interesting for someone you know? Sharing is caring and we are always happy to welcome your peers to our community. And if you like this episode, subscribe and don't miss any of the future ones. The show notes are, of course, enriched with relevant information and your connection via any of the social media channels is highly appreciated and will be answered. Promised. And please do not forget, topics of your interest or interview partners are highly welcome. Just send me a note on any of the channels you know. That's it from my side. I thank you for listening. My name is Sonja Stiernimann and I'm your host. Stay curious, actionable and a role model. Take care and goodbye.